All right. Um, that does it for this installment of Michigan Daily Radio on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. For Gary Grasa, I am Jake Smalvitz saying thank you to our engineer, Brian, and we will see you next week. Have a good weekend. I light the fire. Hand off his box, a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's that? Hand off his box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. This is Mike. Hi. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food, and it's getting chilly out there. Yes, it's getting chilly, and this is a great time to talk about soup, soup, and more soup. First of all, stew. What is soup? What is stew? What is the difference? What am I talking about? Let's let this fellow King Curtis here clear it up for us. This is pretty much pretty much everything you ever need to know is in this song. Today's special is Memphis Soul Stew. We sell so much of this, people wonder what we put in it. We're going to tell you right now. Give me about a half a teacup of base. Now I need a pound of fat bag drums. Now give me four tablespoons of ballin' Memphis guitars. This gonna taste all right. Now just a little pinch of organ.
Yeah, I was hungry, but I'm starting to feel pretty good right now. That's Memphis Soul Stew by King Curtis. I got that on a wonderful box set called Beg, Scream, and Shout. And it's kind of in the form of a lunchbox, if you ask me. Maybe it's just a carrying case, but I think of it as a lunchbox. I pretty much think of everything as a lunchbox. You're a lunchbox. I'm a... Anyway, this is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. It's a show about food and today a show about soup. Just about an hour ago, I spoke to Elizabeth, who is the owner of Copernicus Deli, which is part of the South Main Market. It's on Main Street, not far from Madison. A Polish deli with ham and cheese and breads and soups and goodies and other things. And did I mention goodies? Well, she talked to me about some of the f- soups that they have there, including one that they're out of at the moment. They're open till late, but they're out of this one. But I just had to talk about it. They'll be back in stock really soon. Here we go. This is Elizabeth from Copernicus Deli and me. Can you tell me about Jurek soup, which is a soup that I've, I've really enjoyed that you make here? <laughs> the Jurek soup, it's a sour soup I made with fresh Polish sausage, uh, hard-boiling eggs, and potato. It's a very heavy soup. It's great for winter time and for cold days. For c- comfort food, definitely. Yes, of course. <laughs> and can you tell me um, what Jurek makes you think of in your life, or did it, does it remind you of any childhood memories or such? Yeah, that's right. Jurek, it's a soup which we eat in Poland for um, holidays, not the regular time, but the holidays. The most important is the Easter holiday and sometimes the Christmas. Okay. Now, I've noticed with the ingredients, none of the ingredients is really predominant. They all blend together in a really nice way. Mm, yeah. Um, all together, it mm, gives the specific taste of the soup. The fresh Polish sausage and the potato, the eggs, makes all together very good taste. And are, some other, are there other kinds of jurek or similar soups that you like or that, that make you think of uh, your childhood or any such things? Yeah, the borscht, the uh, red beets soup. A- and you have that? Oh, yes, we have it. Uh, this soup, it's very popular on Christmas Day, actually the Christmas Eve. And um, it's very healthy soup, tastes very good, and reminds me my country. Do you need to get the phone or? Yeah, okay, that's fine.
some happy music to get you dancing while waiting for uh, Elizabeth of Copernicus Deli to answer the phone. Very busy, very kind to talk to me just a few hours ago. She was talking about Jurek. Now, Copernicus Deli is in the South Main Market. It's at 617 South Main Street. They're open till 8 tonight, although they are out of Jurek, sadly. But they do have the borscht that you just heard her talk about. And they have another kind of soup. We're going to find out about that now in just a second here. One moment. Also wondering about your uh, Polish dill pickle soup. Polish dill pickle soup, it's a regular soup. It's not for the holiday. (laughs) It's a regular soup, which we're making from the special kind of pickle. It's not the regular pickle like you can buy in uh, many uh, stores. It must be special kind, which is uh, made in a natural way, without vinegar, without anything. It's a very healthy soup. Uh, Usually it's a vegetable, no meat, and it's on a regular base. And and it has potato as well. Yes. Besides the pickle, it has potato and carrot and onion and all other vegetables. Sounds like the phone's ringing again. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, from Copernicus Deli. Again, that is on the South Main Market. That's in the South Main Market at 617 South Main Street. They're open until 8. They happen to be out of the Jodek tonight, but they do have, as of when I spoke about an hour ago, they have the dill pickle soup and the borscht. Now, that's some kind of interesting little mini-mall. I hate to undignify it by calling it a mini-mall, but the South Main Market has Braz America, which is a Brazilian, a Brazilian shop, Anthony's Pizza, the Back Alley Gourmet, Buy the Pound, and they have Copernicus Deli. That's all over on South Main Street near Madison. They also have something called Tanfastic. I'm trying to remember what Tanfastic is. Oh, yes. Tanfastic used to be known as the Dyslexia Center of Ann Arbor. Now it's called Tanfastic. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and it's all about soup today. I also want to mention, while I was at the Copernicus Deli, they have a flyer here. I want to tell you about this. There is an Ann Arbor Polish Film Festival coming up this Saturday and Sunday. You can read about it at this website. It's annarborpolonia.org. That's P-O-L-O-N-I-A, annarborpolonia.org slash film festival. It's quite a variety of films, too. Some at the Michigan Theater, some at the State Theater in downtown Ann Arbor. Documentaries, dramas. There is a comedy, as a matter of fact, a historical drama. This is the 16th Ann Arbor Polish Film Festival. Find out about it at annarborpolonia.org. That's P-O-L-O-N-I-A, annarborpolonia.org slash film festival. Today, it's all about the soup. You said, I've got something to show you It's 
Well, that's a whole other kind of recipe right there. That is Kirsty McCall and Autumn Girl Soup from her album Tropical Brainstorm. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food. It's all about soup, except for the parts that aren't. But they're in the soup, too, so it's all pretty much uh, the way it turns out. So I'm here in the studio with Arwolf. Arwolf is here to help us face the music very soon, but in the meantime, he's here to help us face the soup. Would you say so? Uh, yeah. Okay. So we were talking about different kinds of soup earlier today. What are some mm -hmm. soups that come to your mind, and what are some of your favorite soups? Well, I think the one of the best uh, choices for soup at this time of year would be a, um, a squash soup. Mm. And you just want to use, uh, you get a lot of that good butternut squash, acorn squash, maybe some delicata squash, those little striped ones. Mm. And you just sort of uh, 
steam them and scoop them out and get them into a big vat and just find a recipe for squash soup. But there's there's lots of them. But I just want to put in a plug for uh, those beautiful orange-colored squash. Uh, the interior of them is orange, and they just make an extraordinarily comestible soup. Mm. I also wanted to put in a plug for uh, potato leek soup. Right now there's a lot of harvesting going on. Uh, great time for potatoes and an extraordinary time for leeks. I saw some leeks come out of the community organic farm out at uh, Chelsea that look like baseball bats. I mean, they're just <laughs> enormous leeks. They're they're incredible. And so, you know, hacking up leeks and stirring them uh, in with uh, with potatoes and uh, and carrots and celery. And you'd also want to get some. Uh, we we like to use goat's milk. Oh. Put a lot of goat's milk in there. A very European type thing. By the way, I just wanted to say you're doing marvelous radio tonight. The the combination of, uh, you know, to hear King Curtis followed by a uh, Polish woman who sounded very much like my, my own Aunt Kazimierz talking about Polish food. It was just, it was just marvelous. It was, well, thank you. Uh, helped me out a lot. I needed that. Um, the one other thing I wanted to do is just get in a plug for curried kale. It's not really soup. But curried kale. Curried kale, kale. man. Yeah, um, I think everybody would be a lot happier and healthier if you would get some kale, uh, get some really nice kale, preferably organically grown kale, this stuff, if you're growing it out of doors, I've harvested kale as late as uh, early December. Okay, this is amazing stuff. It really works well in Michigan. And you get kale, and you just cut it up real good, steam it, um, and then saute it in butter and curry, and maybe throw a little extra turmeric in there because it's good brain food. Oh. Uh, it is it is a uh, – I learned that from, from Lindsay, from my wife. Uh, butter, sautéed, curd – uh, butter sautéed kale with curry. Am I saying that right? A little bit of salt probably on it too would help. Um, have it with rice and maybe some aduki beans, and I guarantee you you'll feel better. It's it's kind of macrobiotic type stuff. Tell me about adu- aduki beans. I've heard of them, but I don't recall what they are. Uh, they're small. They're very small, red. They're very big in in uh, Asia, and in fact, uh, they've been put to a lot of uses in Asia. They are often, I think we talked about adukis with your Chinese guests. Oh, yeah. Because they are, they are made into confections and I think even ice cream. They make sort of a, the way we make soy ice cream, soy yogurt, there's an aduki bean-based uh, frozen dessert. So uh, lots of great food in the world, and I'm just happy to talk about it with you, Mike. And I just wanted to say, Mike, that we all love you a lot, and we're very glad you're doing this show. Well, thank you, Arwolf. Thank you so much. Now, I also, are there any Polish soups that have played a large role in your life, would you say? Well, it's, it's difficult. that's a difficult question because I became a vegetarian when I was 13, probably oh, okay. because I had enough kielbasa by the time I was 12 for 10 lifetimes. <laughs> um, also, my mother could do horrible things to chicken. And so, you know, if, if I'd have had a, uh, you know, some, maybe some African-American neighbors who could, you know, show me the, the way to really do barbecue or something, but... I was given some very bad examples of what meat can can be like. It's oh, sort okay. of a horrible thing. I love my mother dearly, but uh, she helped me to become a vegetarian in that way. <laughs> um, we did used to go and invade my aunt, my aunt Kaja and my uncle Yannick's uh, motel down in Ocala, Florida. When I was a kid, we'd go there every Christmas practically. And they uh, uh, they had the Kajamira Motel, a big neon sign down there in Ocala. And she would make this Polish banquet. We'd come in there, and there would be this long white tablecloth table just filled with every type of Polish food you could possibly think. I'm not remembering a lot of soup there. I'm remembering oh, a lot okay. of, you know, kasha, the buckwheat, and 
all kinds of, of different kinds of meat and then uh, strange white flower confections uh, that, that are sort of still in my dreams. But soup, she wasn't real big on making soup. My mother used to throw everything in the pressure cooker. Okay. And so she'd make this stringy beef stew. We're back to why I became a vegetarian. Right. <laughs> I always liked the potatoes and carrots in it you know, a lot, you know. Uh, but uh, soup is a, a beautiful thing, and it's how people have survived for, for centuries. I should, I should also add that my Polish uh, relatives and my mother's Polish friends were just aghast when I became a vegetarian. I remember this one old Polish lady looking at me and saying, during the war, we would have eaten anything. How dare you? You know. Wow. So it's, it's to each his or her own, right? I'd say so. Everybody eat what they want, and there should be enough to go around. Exactly. Well, thank you, Arwolf. Ulrich is about to get ready to help us face even more music. He's helped us face the soup. I'm happy about the soup. Yes, I've got a lot of old blues and jug band records, by the way. Songs about cocaine and meningitis. Excellent. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. <laughs> so Pandora's Lunchbox is winding down just now. Um, actually, in a moment, I'll ask you a little bit about soba noodles. But in the meantime, I do want to talk about, yes. zom- talk about zombies real quickly. Zombies? Yeah. I, I, all this talk of uh, whatever you just talked about made me think of zombies. A lot of times when I talk about things that I talk about. Now, zombie. you know, technically, a zombie, if you're a zombie, it specifically means that your will has been taken away. Do you know that? I didn't know that. Specifically, that's the, the traditional meaning of zombie is that you, they, somebody took your will. So that's oh, why you, okay. get, you can be made to do things, you know, even after you're dead and stuff. But like eat as much food as you possibly can without stopping. Exactly. Yes. Is that what zombies are doing in your news? Uh, actually, no. I, I think I've been a food zombie by that definition. But uh, I just wanted to update. Uh, last week in Grand Rapids, there was a giant zombie walk. Now there had been uh, a record zombie walk in Ledbury, England, of four thousand twenty-six zombies. But Grand Rapids had a zombie walk where an estimated 8,000 dedicated souls flooded Calder Plaza, says here in the Grand Rapids Press. So I believe they were dedicated souls. Despite high winds and whipping rain, you see they, they lost their will, but they didn't lose their will to walk in the whipping rain. What does that mean? But I, they're trying to beat a Guinness Book of World Records record for, for most zombies in a zombie walk. Grand Rapids did that last weekend. A fellow named Rob Bliss put it together. He's put together all kinds of events in Grand Rapids. He also says he still owes $6,000 for the zombie walk. And he says that he said some event sponsors actually dropped out because of the heavy rain and efforts to get donations came up short. So he's asking for donations. I don't have any information on that here, but Rob Bliss is his name. He put together the zombie walk. He's also look, he's going to look for a part-time job to pay off the remaining $6,000. So I want to thank people like Rob for putting on zombie walks. Um, An an important note, Harry Nelson once did a marvelous, uh, probably the best recording ever of the zombie jamboree, if you want to look it up sometime. Oh, okay. Harry Nelson, sort of the fifth Beatle. Excellent. Yeah, you know, it is Friday the 13th. Is it? So go out uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. So go out and find Harry Nelson, although he's no longer with us. Maybe he is a zombie. That may be the case. Well, we've gone off the track. That means this must still be Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for half an hour at least. Arwolf will help you to face the music in mere moments. But soba noodles. I just want to end with soba noodles here. And if I was going to come to an end, it would probably soba noodles would be the thing to end with. I have a song here about soba, soba noodles called the Soba Song. What yeah. are your thoughts on soba noodles, Arwolf? Uh, well, I've... Uh I've sometimes cooked them for Lindsay, who has a, a wheat gluten allergy, and so it's a nice alternative. Um, I have had them in soup, 
Uh, some Asian soups have soba noodles in them. And sometimes you can get soba noodles that specifically have mugwort in them, which is mugwort. a marvelous herb. grows around here. And it's um, mugwort can be smoked. It can be uh, used in the making of ale. A lot of bitter mm. ale has wow. mugwort in it if you get it from, from Europe. So look for soba noodles with mugwort, and it'll probably make you uh, help you to relax a little bit tonight. Sounds good. Thank you, Gennar Wolf. Now, this is a tune by Three Mustafas Three. Mm. Their album is called Soup of the Century. Mm. Wouldn't you know there's a song about soup on it, or noodles more specifically. The fellow singing it, this song is named Saba Habas. He's a bit of a, a soft-spoken fellow, so you have to listen a little closely. Lean into your radios, lean into your dashboard, drive carefully, and you'll hear what he has to say. Parts of it are in Japanese, parts of it in English. It's Soba Schlurpin' Time on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. This is Three Mustafas Three and Soba Song. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a zombie. And tune in next week.
Mike, that was positively perverted. Thank you. It's 7 o'clock. This is Radio Free Ann Arbor, WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 megahertz. We are the voice of the underground intellectual resistance movement battling conformity and stupidity by playing stupid music 24 hours a day. Actually, we play all kinds of music. This is freeform radio, experimental radio run by students, infiltrated and assisted by lots of people from the Ann Arbor area. This is the regular working stiffs from the community helping out. This is Face the Music, and I'm happy to say that after a, a, a little tiny bit of, of jazz from the 1920s, we're going to predominantly be hearing scruffy old blues records and jug bands, and yes, we do have songs about cocaine and meningitis. Um, I'm not sure if it's in that order or not. This is the King of the Zulus. I think this is even more fun than the Louis Armstrong version. It's Thomas Morris and his seven hot babies. It's time to face the music. I didn't mean to interrupt your solo, but I am from 